0: Hey there, so happy that you joined me today. This is Vision Eternity Ministries, and my name is Lee Klein. We're talking about getting ready for Jesus. We're talking about being that bride without blemish, without spot or wrinkle. How is that possible? It's possible when we let Jesus recreate us in his likeness, when we take heed to his word and let him tell us what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's not. The way life is lived in heaven is the way we have to conform to. And he came here to show us how life is lived in heaven. And he spoke words to us that we have to apply to our lives so that we can be that bride that he's looking for. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you that you're changing us into your likeness. We thank you for the revelation knowledge that you're giving us, that you're telling us before it's too late. we're not ready and the things that we have to change into your likeness by our willingness not by our effort not by us being able to do it ourselves but by just allowing you bowing down to you and letting you make those changes in us we love you and praise you we give you all the glory he is so good he's so 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 in love with us he doesn't want us to be surprised On that day, we stand before him. He doesn't want to have to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. And so we have to know his law. We we have to know what is the Father's will. He said, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. And and many are going to say, but Lord, we did this and we did that. And the reason they're saying that is because they ignored some of the things that he said. And he wants us to know today that we can't ignore what he's saying. So today, Jesus is saying to us very clearly that sin cannot be in our lives. In Matthew 5, 29, he said, If your right eye serves as a trap to ensnare you or as an occasion for you to stumble in sin, pluck it out, throw it away. It's better that you lose one of your members than your whole body be cast into hell. That's how serious sin is. He, he's making it really graphic. If, you, if your eye is causing you to sin, pluck it out. It's better to, to be without one eye than for your whole body to be cast into hell, for you to miss heaven. And so what he's saying is that the seriousness of sin is something we don't understand we think it's okay it's okay to ignore what God is saying to me it's okay if I tell a little white lie it's okay if I have a God before God. I know what the word says, but i I don't think I really have to do it you know compromising what Jesus said is sin and so much of the time, we're taught that sin is okay, and it's not okay. Jesus gave up his life for you so that you could overcome, so you could be an overcomer. If you believe in him and let him recreate you in his likeness, you're going to live without sin. And that's the whole point, to be right with a father. He made it so that you can be right with a father, so you don't have to sin. But if you choose to sin anyway... You're going to be calling him Lord and, and really not. He's not your Lord because you didn't do what he said. He said, if you love me, you'll obey me. And then I'm going to manifest myself to you. We got to live in the manifestation of his presence. We can't just be like the Pharisees and know what to do but not do it. It's so easy to compromise. It's so easy to be caught on the wide path by hanging out even just with the wrong people. And so wherever you are, if you see compromise, don't just sweep it under the rug and say it's okay. It's not okay. And you don't want to hang around people like that because they're going to draw you in. They're going to make it seem like it's comfortable. To, it, it's okay. It, it, just, it just starts to be okay. If you sin long enough, it starts to be comfortable, and it's okay. And it only takes one person who is assertive enough to, to make you think it's okay to affect a lot of people. That's why a person um, who has leadership in a church has to be so careful that you're not the blind leading the blind. you got to be careful what you're doing. Even if you're the only one um, in your family that knows Jesus, make sure that you're following Jesus completely. Don't allow sin in your life. And you can do that just by saying, Jesus, correct me. He said, he corrects those that he loves. Let him correct you. Let him show you. Let him hold that mirror up to you. Look at the word. Let it, let it convict you. Let it convince you. Jesus said, get excited to be corrected. Because if you're not corrected on that day, you're going to be saying, but Lord, I did this, I did that. And he's going to say, I didn't know you. Away from me. I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. Let Jesus wash you with the word. Just decide you're going to do what it said, and he will do the hard part. He will. And so, you know, this this is just so clear. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. You know, we always teach God is good, and he is good, and he loves us so much. But love has discipline in it. And if you've never heard the Lord discipline you, if he's never been harsh with you, Um, I know the first couple of times he disciplined me, you know, it's like, wow, I didn't know this part of God. I thought everything was always just all fluffy and and good and and lovey-dovey. But when he corrects you, it feels different. You feel corrected. You feel spanked. But he's telling you for your good. Otherwise, your whole body is going to be cast to hell. That's horrible. That's horrible. He's trying to save you from going to hell. He hasn't come yet because he said, Many will perish. We compromise the word. There's sin all over the church. You can go to church and see sin everywhere you look if you're looking, if you're looking through the eyes of Jesus. But if you're one who just covers it up and thinks, Oh, it's okay, we're not perfect. He's calling us to be perfect. He's calling us to be without spot or wrinkle, without blemish. He's calling us to be like him. Jesus said, grow up, be like your father. It's time to grow up. Jesus is coming. It's not his will that one should perish. We need to repent. Second Peter 3, 9 through 11. Read it. Study the word. Look what's happening around you. There's so much compromise. I don't see integrity at church. I don't see integrity in Christians. They're prideful. They're all about themselves. They're arrogant. They have no respect for Jesus, really. It's about us and each other. It's not about Jesus. If you're going to move in with him... And you got to get to know his way, his way of thinking, and let him correct you. The next verse he said, And if your right hand serves as a trap to ensnare you on occasion, for you to stumble in sin, cut it off, cast it from you. It's better than for you to lose one of your members and your entire body should be cast into hell. I was reading 2 Timothy. This morning, because he brought this to my mind as well. He said, understand this and the last days will come. Said in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. It's hard for me to look around at people I once knew. As someone who they're not anymore. Says people will be lovers of self, self self-centered, lovers of money, aroused by inordinate, greedy desire for wealth proud and arrogant, contemptuous, boasters. They'll be abusive, blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, profane. They'll be without natural human affection. Wow, I see that everywhere. Callous and inhuman. We see that relentless. Admitting of no truce or appeasement. You know, so much of our communication is over the internet and... Someone doesn't feel like answering you. They don't. They're hard and calloused. It's terrible. There'll be slanders, false accusers, troublemakers, intemperate, loose in morals and conduct, uncontrolled fears, haters of good, treacherous, betrayers, rash, and inflated with self-conceit. There'll be lovers of sensual pleasures, vain amusements, more than and rather than lovers of God. Although they hold a foreign piety, they deny and reject and are strangers of the power of it. Their conduct bellies the genuineness of their profession. Avoid such people and turn from them. Avoid those who are compromising. Avoid them. You can be a light to them. You can tell them the truth. But don't hang around with them because they're going to rub off on you. If you're not rubbing off on them, then they're rubbing off on you. And when they start rubbing off on you, you don't know it unless you sit with Jesus and let him correct you and show you. That happened to me just yesterday. All of a sudden I felt caught up in what was evil. I, wasn't, I, was, question, I, wasn't, I was questioning what I used to think because of a crowd instead of staying with what I knew and I was reminded this morning of that truth. People are are lovers of self. That's scary. We're supposed to be lovers of God. He is to be recognized. We can't do anything without him. So whatever is causing you to sin, Jesus is saying, get rid of it. Hopefully you don't have to literally pluck out your eye. But, but that's how serious and dangerous it is, is what he's saying, is to walk in sin. It's dangerous. Get rid of it. It's going to keep you from hell, heaven, eternal life. Your sin is going to keep you from heaven, and you're going to be thrown into the darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Sin is evil. You can't even see until you're willing to let Jesus recreate you in his likeness, until you decide to come in agreement with him. Put off that old man and put on the new man. Be like him. Make a quality decision that you're going to live with him forever. And that means you just get rid of all that old stuff and agree with him. Walk with him. Deny yourself said, you can't be my disciple unless you deny yourself. Do it. Do it. You don't want to go to hell. Get your priorities straight. What are you, what are you relentless about? Finding out what you got to do to get to heaven? Letting Jesus correct you? Or is it something in the world that has your eye or your hand? Jesus is saying to you today, Get rid of it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I have so much more for you than what you're hanging on to. Let it go. Let it drop. Just let it go. Whatever it is that's causing you to sin, get rid of it. Jesus is coming. If you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, Revelation 3.20 says he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would heed his voice, he would come and live on the inside of you. And then you're going to be able to see what he's talking about. If you're willing to heed his voice, Revelation 3.19, he said that he loves those he corrects and instructs, convinces, convicts. He's going to show you the way if you let him. But if you don't want to, he won't force you. Anything in the word of God, he says not to do is sin. And you'll be thrown into hell whether there's weeping and gnashing of teeth if you won't submit to him. Because if you don't submit to him, you're submitting to the enemy. And the enemy is all about your flesh. If it feels good, you know, people live by how they feel. Not what's right. Don't live by how you feel. It's dangerous. And so... If you want to marry Jesus, if you want to be that bride without spot or wrinkle, I want to pray with you today. If you're willing to make a commitment, if you're willing to be engaged with him and be relentless about serving him, getting ready for him, wanting to be beautiful for him that day, then I want to pray with you. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for recreating us in your likeness, for showing us the truth, for keeping us, Lord. For telling us things to come, for caring, for not coming yet because we're not ready. Help us, Lord, to know the seriousness of sin. I just ask you that you would just make that so clear to each person listening here and that we could be that light for other people to let them know It's not okay, and we won't fit into heaven with our sin. we got to let it go. We can't take it with us. And also, Lord, thank you that you've empowered us to let go of it. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you for laying down your life for us so that we can do this for making it possible. We love you and praise you. Jesus is saying today that he wants to free you from that thing that you're hanging on to so that you can live with him forever. And the only way he can do that is with your permission. If you're willing to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Okay, Lord. No, I can't do without you, Lord. But I'm saying, yes, do it. Thank you, Jesus. Just let him recreate you in his likeness. Just let him do it. You won't even recognize yourself when you just let him have his way. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.